Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 107. Yes, we're 107 episodes through. And I got action-packed episode planned for you. We're going to talk a lot about the NBA. We've got the Australian Open rolling right now. we got the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, college basketball. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 107. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 107. How we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Jason Tatum drops a 50 bomb on Monday night. 51 points. What a game that was by him. Jason Tatum. They're rolling right now. Boston Celtics by far the best team in the Eastern Conference. But the rest of these Eastern Conference up for grabs. But Jason Tatum playing great right now. We're nearing the NBA trade deadline. We obviously saw last year the NBA trade deadline. James Harden going over to the Philadelphia 76ers. Will we see any other blockbuster trades the trade deadline this year. Will someone get moved before the trade deadline? We're going to hop into that later in the episode. That's about for the headlines in the NBA. Let's move on to the NFL. We an action-packed, super wildcard weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars started us off after the 49ers beat the Seahawks with the amazing comeback. 27-0. Trevor Lawrence has four picks, three to Asante Samuel Jr. He was saying, Asante, you want a pick? You want another? You want another? There you go. But after that, four picks in the first half, he turns on. 27 to 7 at halftime, 27 to 14, 30 to 14, 30 to 21. Then they go. Then they get, obviously, that dumb offsides was a false start offsides. Joey Bosa doesn't know. So then they move that ball up to the one yard line for the extra point. They said, no, nah, let's not take the extra point. Let's be aggressive. Let's go for two to where if we get it, if we kick a game winner, field goal, that wins it for us. If we don't get it, we can't kick a field goal. And it paid off for them. They got two point conversion, made 30 to 20. 30-28 instead of 30-26 what it would have been, or 30-27. Then they drive the next drive after Cameron Dicker missed the kick, and they get the game winner 31-30. to What a game that was. What a play call that was by Doug Pearson on 4th to 1 to get Travis Etienne. He got like 19 yards on that play. What a fun game that was. See, I don't think it's on Justin Herbert. I think this is on Brand Staley. I don't think Brand Staley should be fired, though. I think the rule is if you make the playoffs— as an NFL head coach, you shouldn't be fired, no matter what the situation is. Now, maybe for Todd Bowles, that's a different type of situation because he's not really a proven type of head coach. He inherited this whole entire roster. But for John Harbaugh, for Brand Staley, these guys deserve to keep their jobs, in my opinion. Maybe Staff Jacobs, but I think they deserve to keep their jobs. Those are my thoughts on Jaguars playoff game against Los Angeles Chargers. New York Giants are a bite. Brian Dable, he runs New York City. Daniel Jones, what a game that was. Perfect game. Runs the ball well. Throws the ball well. It was a quick game. I mean, not many mistakes by both teams, but Vikings, obviously, fourth and eight. Kirk Cousins throws a three-yard check down to DJ Hawkinson. He was looking like Josh Dobbs out there. What are you doing, Kirk Cousins? You weren't playing at 1 p.m. You weren't playing at primetime either, though. So he played terrible. Kirk Cousins goes down yet again. And then the full plus, let's go Big Blue. Giants curse is over. Let's do it. Great win that was by the New York Giants there. Great game. Coming up against Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Dallas Cowboys, everybody. Obviously, they got... A great playoff win. Their first playoff win in like three years when they beat the Seattle Seahawks in Dallas a few years ago to move on, play the Rams in the Rams Super Bowl year. Obviously, the Rams lost Super Bowl that year, but they beat the Cowboys that game. But Cowboys, this team looks solid right now. This squad looks solid. They're playing the 49ers this week. That's going to be an interesting game. You have to wait to see my pick on that going up against a rookie quarterback in San Francisco. That's going to be a fun game, though. I'm really excited to see how that one shakes out. Leave thoughts in the comments section on Dallas Cowboys. What game that was against Tampa Bay Buccaneers ending Tom Brady's Tam Baker, in my opinion. The Buffalo Bills there play. What a game that was for them. Obviously, they struggled a little bit in the, uh, in the second quarter, third quarter, losing the lead a little bit there. Strip sack, forced fumble, whatever you want to call it. Getting into the end zone, Miami Dolphins, but then Skyler Thompson, that's what that inexperience shows. Mike McDaniel, that's what that inexperience shows. Tough to get a playoff right there. He thought it was first down, ended up being fourth and one. That's what the crucial mistake was right there. Couldn't get the playoff in time. 
Those are my thoughts right there on the Bills game against the Miami Dolphins. Cincinnati Bengals there, but whew, they got lucky at the right time. Sam Hubbard, right place, right time. Deflection off Tyler Huntley's fumble. Goes 98 yards the distance. What a play that was by the Cincinnati Bengals. That's why they're in the divisional round. Bengals, though, didn't play so solid in this one. We're going to see how they do against Buffalo Bills this weekend up in Buffalo. Let's move to college basketball. We action-packed weekend. UConn dropped another loss, this time to St. John's. They started out the year doing pretty well. They got up to number two in the rankings. They lost to Xavier, though. They lost to a few other teams. Now they think they have four losses on the year. It's pretty terrible. Down to number 15 right now, moving down nine spots from their number six ranking last week. UConn, not so hot right now. They're moving down the rankings a lot through lost St. John's. Alabama basketball, but this might just be the best team in college basketball. They might be. They're on a roll right now. Brandon Miller obviously playing great. This is a team where they have the best offense in college basketball, but if that offense fades, like in that UConn game earlier in the season, that offense faded, or if the defense fades, Offense puts up 90 points against Gonzaga. If you put up 90 points in a college basketball game, that's like putting up 145 points in the NBA. They still lost that game because Gonzaga put up 100. They let Drew Timmy dunk all over him, shoot all over him. So you got to defend better. If this squad is on right, right game, March Madness, I trust them to go the distance in March Madness in the tournament. Alabama playing great right now. What a win that was against their rivals. Brandon Miller drops another 30-piece. Xavier, everybody, they got a good win against Marquette in the last few seconds. Shaka Smart has done a great job, Marquette. They can win this one against Xavier. Florida Atlantic, everybody, putting off Conference USA. They're 17-1 right now, and they're ranked. Charleston, everybody, in, out in South Carolina. They're also doing great right now. They're ranked. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave dots in the comment section. Now, Squirt Sports NFL Game Day. We're nearing the end. Squirt Sports NFL Game Day for the 2022-2023 NFL season. We're not talking about that right now. We got four games this week. Visional round. Let's see who makes the conference championships. Let's start it out. Jaguars versus Chiefs. This is going to be a fun game. Trevor Lawrence played up Kansas City a few weeks ago. That wasn't his finest game. But after that, they turned on the Jets' squad. They started playing great after that. Still competing that game, though. I don't think the Jaguars win this one. I don't think they're the 2021-2022 Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think they make a run to go to the Super Bowl. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence. Let's roll. Kansas City. I think they're making the Super Bowl. Let's go, Kansas City Chiefs. Giants versus Eagles. I'm a diehard Giants fan. If the entire Eagles team is healthy in this one, I would take the Eagles. But you have two weeks off. You're not playing great right now, Philadelphia Eagles. You almost lost to New York Giants when they weren't playing anybody. When they were playing Davis Webb. When they were playing Kenny Galladay. When they were playing... Not Saquon Barkley, and they were playing Matt Burita. They were playing just Kenneth Gainwell. Wasn't a great squad that they put out there. And then they lost by about six points. And that was a fully healthy Eagles squad. Fully, I mean, playing Eagles squad. They had Jalen Hurts playing in that one. I don't know how 100% Jalen Hurts is right now. I know how Giants playing right now, though. I know Brian Dable can outcoach Nick Sirianni. I know Wake Martindale can fully outcoach Jonathan Gannon or Shane Steichen, offense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Both those coordinators are up for head coaching jobs right now. Mike Kafka also up for a head coaching job, Giants offense coordinator. Same with Link Martindale, Giants defense coordinator. So all these coordinators up for a head coaching job right now, though. I think the Giants win this one. I think Daniel Jones plays great. I think Saquon Barkley runs the ball well in this one. Let's go Giants. Brian Dable outcoaches Nick Sirianni and the staff. Let's go Giants. Cowboys versus 49ers. This might be the best playoff game in the past three years, four years, five years. This is a very fun playoff game to me because you have a great squad in Dallas Cowboys, the great defense, and they have an innovative, exciting offense in San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to pull up the trigger and I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers because I like the way Brock Purdy's playing. I think this is a crucial make it or break game for Brock Purdy's career. If he wins this game, makes the conference championship, beats arguably the best team in the NFC, I think Cowboys and Niners might be the best two teams in the NFC right now. Unfortunately, they're facing off in the divisional round, not conference championship. If you win this game, 
I think you solidify yourself as the franchise quarterback in the league. Doesn't have to beat the Niners. Hopefully it's with the Niners, but in the league. Brock Purdy, you win this one. Let's roll. Niners over the Cowboys. Bills versus Bengals. This is a rematch. Obviously that tough DeMar Hamlin game that got canceled. That was down Cincinnati, and the Bengals got off to a good start in that one. They were up 7-3. I picked the Bengals in that one. I'm not taking the Bengals this one. I like the Bills in this one. Up in the tundra. Up in Buffalo. I think they won this one. If they can run the ball well with Devin Singletary, if Josh Allen cannot make that crucial mistake, he had two interceptions in the, for, in the game against the Miami Dolphins, and both of them were in his fault. The one against John Brown, where Xavier Howard caught it, John Brown stopped running his route, and Cole Beasley just dropped one in their own territory and right before the end of the half, and, out, and the one against the Dolphins. Dolphins got a field goal on that drive, make it 17-9 going to halftime, so that was crucial right there. But I think the Bills won this one going to the conference championship game. So I got Chiefs versus Bills for another year, three straight years in the playoffs, and I got Giants versus Niners. Let's do it. Those are my predictions. Now, top five. This week's top five is the five most well-run franchises in sports. This doesn't mean if you have the most championships. This doesn't mean how great you've been this season, last season. I don't care. This is about the top five most well-run franchises in sports. Gradual success. Just keeping on linear path of success. These are the five best-run franchises. I got three NFL squads on here, one MLB and one NBA. Let's all pay to it. Number five, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They haven't had a losing season since 2003. They're playing great. I know they don't have the Super Bowls to show for it, only a few. But Steelers, mainly a few in the past 20 years. Obviously, Steelers are one of the most storied franchises in NFL history. But Steelers never really had a horrible season, in my lifetime at least. Steelers, number five. Number four, San Francisco 49ers. I know before Kyle Shanahan got there, they were pretty terrible, but the way this team's run, the way they draft is just amazing. Brandon Ayuk, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's a terrible trade-up for them. Well, he's playing great. Trading to Forrest Buckner for Javon Kinlaw. They, a lot of people criticized that trade, but hey, Javon Kinlaw had a better season this year. Obviously, the Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. They find a way to win. That's why the Sims took a 49ers number four right here. They have playoff success. That's why they're number four. Even though they've had a few down years, playoff success. That's why the San Francisco 49ers are number four for me. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Ever since Andy Reid got there, they've been great. Obviously, the drafting was amazing. John Dorsey trading up to get Patrick Mahomes, even finding a diamond in the rough like Tyreek Hill, finding Travis Kelsey. Obviously, these guys weren't blue chip, five star, whatever, whatever you call it, top 10 prospects. They still do well with it. Even when they had the number one pick, they took a terrible player, Eric Fisher. Sorry, Eric Fisher, throwing strays that you were right there. But uh, yeah, this team finds a way to win when they have to. They've had great drafting success. Great, obviously. Playoff success. Chiefs, number three. Number two, Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors find a way to win also. Championships to show for it. Ever since Steve Kerr got there, they've probably been the most dominant franchise in NBA, maybe in all sports. Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, Golden State Warriors. Number two. Number one, and this is a little bit controversial. I said there would be one MLB team on here. You haven't heard that one MLB team yet. Don't scream at me. It's the Houston Astros. You can say, how can you say that with all their cheating scandals? How are they so well run? You want to know how they're so well run? They've made World Series so many times in the past years. They made it in 2017. They made it in 2019. They made the ALCS in 2020 and 2018. They made it in 2021. And they made it in 2022. This is an amazing squad. They find a way to win. They find prospects. Even after the Ching scandal, they've still been great. They found Jose Altuve, diamond in the rough. They found George Springer, diamond in the rough. When they got Carlos Correa and they lost him, they went after Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, they said, all right, you're about 173 on this prospect list right now. Let's bring you up, and you win rookie of the year. You win World Series MVP. You win playoff MVP. They find diamonds in the rough. They have great pitching rotation. Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, Kyle Tucker. 
These guys weren't exactly best prospects out there. They find a way to win. Yuli Gurriel, Dusty Baker, even after the cheating scandal, this is the most well-run franchise in sports. Debate me on it. They have the most success. They are the most one franchise in sports. They find ways to win. They find diamonds in the rough. That's the criteria to be a well-run franchise. And they are the most well-run franchise in sports. Like I said, debate me on it. That's my take. Now, did you know? Did you know Brock Purdy has a chance to be the first rookie quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl game or win? The Super Bowl. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl as a rookie, does he have a chance to be the GOAT? That's a crazy take right there. But he does he have a chance to be the GOAT, be a chance to be the next Joe Montana, Tom Brady, if he wins the Super Bowl's rookie season? Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's what I didn't know this week. Let's talk a little tennis. Let's talk the Australian Open, to be exact, the first Grand Slam of the year. We're done with the first round of men's singles, women's singles, men's doubles, mixed doubles, women's doubles, whatever you want to call it. All these tournaments, all these amazing draws. I love the Australian Open. One of my favorite tournaments of the year, obviously. I got put Wimbledon and US Open tied for number one. But still, great Grand Slam. Love to see it. Tough to see the homegrown Nick Kyrgios, Australian, not be able to compete in this with his knee injury. That's obviously tough for him right there. Most exciting player in sports, most exciting player in tennis, you could say. Nikirios is awesome. But yeah, he's not going to play in the Australian Open due to a knee injury. But you see players like Francis Tiafu still playing with a great Wimbledon run or had a great U.S. Open run. You see players like Carlos Alcaraz who aren't playing in this one because he also has an injury, even though he's world number one right now. Rafael Nadal had a tough first-round match against Jack Draper, dropped the second set, proved to be great after that. Rafael Nadal obviously has a chance. Djokovic won the straights. Andy Murray versus Matteo Berrettini. That was a great match. Matteo Berrettini, top 10 in the world. Australian Open semifinals last year. Andy Murray, obviously, though, was number two in the world at one time. Hasn't been great the past few years, but he upset Matteo Berrettini. Five sets. Matteo Berrettini had a chance in that match. Match point. Blue shot. Hit it right into the net. But that's a great start to the Australian Open we're having right now. Felix Auger, really see him, came back. He's definitely a young buck. Have a chance to win the Australian Open. Daniel Medvedev, runner-up in the Australian Open last year. He's a chance to win the Australian Open. Andre Rublev. Beat Dominic Team, U.S. Open winner in 2020 in straight sets. Alexander Zverev, back. He won in five sets. So a lot going on right now in the Australian Open. I'm still around my picks. The final sits to pause. Leave your thoughts in the comment section about the Australian Open. All right, Squirt Sports fans, we're back with the fan segment number three. We had some great guests the past two weeks. We have another one this week. We have Jordan Winter, the man behind the scenes of the Squirt Sports podcast. He runs the show, producer, one of the best producers in the game over there at DB Podcast. He knows the most about sports, maybe more than me. Let's hop into it. Jordan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Lane. And it's impossible to know more about sports than you. Not so sure about that one, but I'll respect the compliment. All right, let's start off. You know how it goes? You bring your best talk hot take. Right, right at me. Let's do it. Well, as you can see, I've got the Golden Gate Bridge behind me because the San Francisco 49ers are winning the Super Bowl this year, and they're facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to take down Patrick Mahomes in Arizona, the buzzsaw that is Brock Purdy, and most importantly, the San Francisco 49ers defense is taking it home. Miles Davis, I know you love that one. It's happening. I thought about it today. 
and I really believe it. I think they're going to take down the Cowboys. I mean, they could end up facing the Giants at home. They could end up having to go to Philadelphia. doesn't matter. This team is built for the Super Bowl trophy. Lombardi heads back to San Francisco. Okay, so I agree with you on the 49ers facing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But when I played it in Madden, 49ers lost, Chiefs won. Now, I'm not going off Madden, but I do think Chiefs will beat the 49ers in real life. With Brock Purdy, at quarterback even. Patrick Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl, cements his stats. Maybe he's the GOAT going forward, maybe being the best player in football, if he isn't already. Hey, it happened once before in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs, they took it home. But this is a different team. We've got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel back healthy, George Kittle finally back involved in the offense. They are not the Jimmy G, San Francisco 49ers. I love everything that Brock Purdy brings to the table. He's the right quarterback at the right time for the Niners. Been watching them and loving them all season. Had no question that they were going to take home, even when they were down against the Seahawks. They really excel in the second half. I love everything that I'm seeing from them, and I'm thrilled with the NFL playoffs so far. Loving the Niners. That's my hot take, Lynn. I agree. Let's switch things over to the NBA right now. Houston Rockets, they play one-on-one. They're the worst team in the NBA right now. Give me your thoughts. I agree. They are the worst team in the NBA, and I watch a lot of Rockets basketball because I love to bet against them uh, for those who are in legal states and those who are of age. The Houston Rockets play so much one-on-one basketball, but that's what happens when you have players like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Eric Gordon. The ball doesn't really move. It's just completely one-on-one based basketball, which is a shame because Jabari Smith Jr., excellent player. Sangoon, excellent player. It's just that they do not play the style of basketball that is going to win in today's NBA. I wouldn't necessarily call it tanking, but they are my least favorite team to watch, and it's not what the NBA is built for. I would see them making some trades towards the deadline. I know some players are most likely on the move for veteran help on other teams, but I agree. Rockets, worst team in the league. Now, say you have the number one pick, Victor Omanyama, Scoo Henderson, Brandon Miller are all available. Do you trade the pick? I know it can be a war crime not take Victor Omanyama at number one, but does this team really fit Victor Omanyama's style? How does it work? Do they need more veterans? I think you got to take the best player available when I think you're so a too. team. Best player in 15 years. Best player available when you got it when you're as bad as them. And you know, you look at teams in the past who've been stockpiling assets. I mean, the Magic, who you have mentioned on the show before, they just stockpile as many assets as possible. And now they're a competitive team and they're in it every single night. The Houston Rockets possibly could be there if they get another top pick, but how many top picks can this team? Take. I mean, Jalen Green as the number two pick to, hasn't sincerely worked out for them. So, I mean, that team is in a bit of disarray. They, they have been. Steven Silas Jr. I'm hopeful is the it, you know is the pick for them going forward. But there's just not a lot of talent there currently. All right, let's finish things off. Aaron Donald. He changes his Twitter bio the other day to say. Rams the end, the former Rams the end, is it a glitch, is it a mistake, or is Aaron Donald retiring? Give me your thoughts. I think it was a mistake because you'd like to think that his Bob previously said former University of Pittsburgh D lineman, so maybe he was reshuffling and made an error, but we all know that Aaron Donald contemplated 
retirement. I think he's going to retire sooner than later, but you know, with all the uh, controversy surrounding what Sean McVay is going to be doing, wouldn't be shocked to see him leave. All right. He says it was a mistake. I still think it's Aaron Donald retiring. Leave your thoughts on that whole situation in the comment section. That's about for the fan segment of the week. Thanks for dropping on, Jordan. Thanks for having me. All right, let's finish off episode number 107, a little bit college basketball. We're bringing back College Hoops Madness, everybody. Let's talk about some college basketball. It's the madness going on right now. It's already late January. Before you know it, we'll be in March Madness mode. We'll be in filling out bracket mode. Let's talk about some of the best players in college basketball this season. First player you got to mention is Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is the best player in college basketball. I've said that since they played Gonzaga. There's no debate about it. He's dropping 30 a night, it seems like. Brandon Miller, such an amazing player on the court. I think if this was a regular draft class, he's the number one player in the draft. But you have Scoot Henderson, you have Victor Wambanyama. I love Brandon Miller, though. Best college player I think we've seen in the past few years. Brandon Miller, number one player in college basketball right now. Another player that's been great in college basketball this season is Jed Howard. Son Juwan Howard, even though this Michigan team is struggling right now, that's not me being biased. Jed Howard had 31 points the other night against Iowa, doesn't get to take the winning shot, loses the game against Iowa, but Jed Howard still playing great now. Really, that spark that this Michigan basketball team has right now, this Michigan basketball team needs. He'll be a top 10 NBA draft pick. Before you know it, Jed Howard playing great right now. Sule Boom of Xavier transferred from mid-major UTEP over to Xavier, Big East Power 6 school. I think he's coming out. Party was really against Duke when he dropped 20 points. Then they go on. They beat UConn, even though that wasn't his best game. But he played great on Saturday against uh, Marquette. Playing great right now. So like, boom. Xavier, obviously up to number eight things right now. Go Musketeers. Sean Miller, coaching great, obviously, since his days at Arizona. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the best player in college basketball behind Brandon Miller, Zach Eady, everybody. Zach Eady, best center in college basketball of Purdue right now. There's an argument for him to be the best player in college basketball. I think it's Brandon Miller, though. Zach Eady, the seven-foot Canadian, dunking all over guys on the court. He's playing great right now. Zach Eady has the Purdue Bullmakers as number three teams in the country right now. They're playing great. That's about College Hoops Madness this week. Giving you a preview of some of the best players in college basketball. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Alright, that was the fan segment of the week. As always, if you want to be the fan on episode 108, DM us, leave in the comment section of any post. We're going to make another post out there about the fan segment. Leave your thoughts in the comment section about the fan segment if you want to hop on an episode. This offseason in the NFL is going to be a big offseason for quarterbacks. And this is the question of the day. Where do you think Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers end up? Does Tom Brady go back to Tampa? Does he retire? Does he go to San Francisco 49ers? Does he go to the Las Vegas Raiders? Does he go over to the New York Jets? Where does he go? Does Aaron Rodgers follow in Brett Favre's path? Go over to the New York Jets? Or does he stay in Green Bay? Go out to San Francisco? Go to Las Vegas? Go to Tampa Bay? Go to Miami? Where could Aaron Rodgers go? Does Lamar Jackson stay a Raven? Does he fly? Does he go over to San Francisco? I think San Francisco is locked in on Brock Purdy or Trey Lance right now. I don't think they take on another quarterback, but it's always an option. Lamar Jackson and Kyle Shanahan's offense will be a cheat code. Even Brock Purdy's a cheat code in that offense right now. Trey Lance really wasn't. But yeah, who do, where do you think these quarterbacks end up? Where do you think all these quarterbacks will end up? Even Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. Where do you think quarterback Harris Hope goes this offseason? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about question day this week. That's about Preps from 17. Don't forget to follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports for sports news. 
content and updates. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport Sports Bait. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports for awesome sports content. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week. Episode 108. Stay tuned.